Hello, everybody. I'm Pasha Marlowe, and this is the Let Pleasure Be the Measure podcast. I am thrilled to bring you today a coming out coach, Nancy Shadlock, who I've been following for quite some time in my own coming out journey. And I have to say, Nancy has been incredibly gracious, compassionate, uh, patient, and um, just wholehearted in your reaching out. And I appreciate it. Every time I talk to you, I, I feel held in safe and empathetic space. So I'm so glad you're here, Nancy. Oh, thank you. What a beautiful introduction. Yeah, it's true. It's all true. <gasps> I remember meeting you. Well, I think I reached out to you because of your podcast. I listened to your podcast and then you had a book club um, at the time based on the book Untamed. Um, and then you had some wonderful retreats that unfortunately I wasn't able to attend, but, um, but I really appreciated how you held space in the book club and how you create beautiful community. That seems to be one of your gifts that I would love to talk about today, as well as your coming out coaching and your new project, which I will let you explain. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Do you want to, do you want to, uh, tell us a little bit about your work just to give people a context? Yeah. I thought I could give you kind of the, the coming out journey vocationally for me mm -hmm. over the years. Um, I started started as a youth pastor actually way back when and then um I was I didn't love the raw raw fun and games I liked the conversations and so mm -hmm. I went on this pilgrimage around North America and asked people who were wise like what what should I do with my life and eventually learned about this thing called spiritual direction and it's an ancient practice it kind of goes back in the Catholic tradition um, but then has become a little bit more mainstream, although still kind of cryptic. Um, it's a practice of like sitting with people, helping them pay attention to what's going on in the deep places. Mm. And especially like noticing where the divine shows up in their life. And so I, I had to search high and low to find a school to even go to for that because most places had an age limit. You had to be over 35 to even go to their program. Oh, and how old were you at the time? Like 25. Okay. Something that old people do only. Interesting. <laughs> and I, did you already identify in the LGBTQ community when you started? No, I was still quite closeted. Okay. And um, yeah, but I found a school in Vancouver that did a, and I was able to do a master of arts in spiritual formation and then do a practicum in spiritual direction. And it was amazing to get to learn how to sit with people like that and hold space. That's beautiful. And That's why you do it. So well, you've been doing it for decades now. <laughs> I'm yes. trained in it. Yeah. I'm a professional listener. <laughs> yes. And so I don't know, I've never been to a spiritual direct director, but what does that look like? That kind of conversation? It's a little bit like counseling. Um, you know, somebody once described that sometimes counseling can be kind of past focused mm -hmm. spiritual direction is a little bit more present focused, like just sitting in the moment, noticing in the now where the divine is showing up, what's like alive for you now. And then mm -hmm. coaching is a little bit more future focused of like, what do you want to create? What's mm -hmm. next? And so it's been interesting because I've, I've kind of gone from spiritual direction now more into coaching and more of that future focus but still trying to maintain some of that like presence and helping people 
notice what's alive for them right now what what new truth they need to notice in their life and that's I guess where the coming out coaching came in is I I finally came out at what 33 and that was like a hard road for me in coming from conservative Christian upbringing missionary parents that all that and you know, I already had a spiritual direction practice. I was on the board of my church at that point. And I was like, if I come out, I'm going to be excommunicated from all of this. Mm. No one's going to respect me in my field anymore. So it was super scary. But it came to that point where it's like, it's, it's too painful to stay in the closet. I have to do something different. And so I did. Yeah. And you love the story of the wedding. Do you want me just to tell that story? I just think it's great because I, well, you just spoke to the, the, the pain of holding something in, which I talk about a lot. And, and it feels, it feels painful. It feels stuck. It's stuck in our body. I feel like, um, I feel like I had chronic um, illness and inflammation before I came out and, and then it was released. And so I love hearing the wedding story because I, I always wonder like, what is that moment where we're, when it literally is like stuck in our throat, we're like, we have to, we literally have to like spit it out or, or scream it out because it's like a boiling point. I don't know. So that's what it felt like when I heard your story similarly. Yeah. Yeah. So I was at a friend's wedding. It was like an old church camp friend that I'd grown up with. And she was marrying a woman down in Mexico. It was an all-inclusive. And so we went down for the week and we're all hanging out and we were at the pub one night and we're all sitting around and these drunk guys come in and they're like, so how many lesbians are there at this lesbian wedding? And (laughs) everyone laughed. And then they're like, well, guess. And so then they start going around the circle and they go to our one friend and she's an Anglican priest and she's got long brown hair. And they're like, no, she's like, yeah, my girlfriend's waiting for me back home. And they're like, hmm. uh-huh. and then our other friends got short blonde hair. She's a hairdresser. And they're like, oh yeah. Yeah. And <laughs> she has short hair. Duh. Right. <laughs> yeah. And she's like, no, my husband and three kids are waiting for me back home. Oh, my and they're like, huh. And then they get to me and they're like, I don't know. And I'm like, I don't know either. <laughs> that was that moment of confession for me of just like spewing I it out. Love it. I love and, it. And and then you did cut your hair or change your hairstyle after that, right? Yeah. So that your exterior um, appearance matched your internal truth and reality. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. It was like speaking it out loud really put it into motion then. Yeah. And it was like, okay, people have witnessed this. Now I have to look at it. I can't just yes. keep pushing it to the back of my mind. Yes. And I imagine it's a unique experience to come from spiritual direction to coming out and, and now being a coming out coach. I don't know anybody else who's made that journey. <laughs> do, you, do you know people who um, started as spiritual directors and, um, and then came out uh, into the queer community. Uh, I actually know quite a few pastors who have come out awesome. in my circles. Yeah. A lot of yeah. women that, you know, are in leading churches and have come out and like some are still respected and That's it's like so amazing refreshing. to start to see that. Yeah. It's so good because I, I know for myself, it's one of the reasons why I've avoided church. Cause I didn't feel like it was an inclusive community, even though they say it, it was, I didn't feel that. Um, and I think a lot of people left uh, that I know left the 
structure of church when they came out. Um, they just didn't feel safe. So yeah. it's beautiful that there's um, people holding space there and um, and able to uh, just represent um, all. And I, I love that. I love that. It's very unique. And um, I'm sure just from a family perspective, if you did come from that conservative religious Christian upbringing, did you uh, lose people upon coming out or not maybe permanently, but at least initially, like people just weren't ready to accept you? Yeah, I did. I had friends and family that were kind of like, oh, I can't accept this part of you because it's doesn't align with my spirituality and my beliefs. And that was hard. It was hurtful for sure. Um, yeah. But I think one of the most helpful things is just to recognize that like no story is final and there's always more growth, more things happening. And so giving people space and time to keep growing and yes, eventually, you know, relationships may grow or you may, it may hurt less or different yeah. things can happen. The initial reaction is sometimes based on their own fear and limiting beliefs. And then they come around or not. Um, I, I knew to be prepared to, to lose people. Um, and I did. Um, and I suppose it still, it did still hurt, but then it also didn't hurt as much as the pain of not living my truth hurt. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And so now you, I love that you're coming out, uh, chronicle podcasts and you're coming out coaching is not actually just coming out, uh, as into the LGBTQ community, but you're coming out as divergent or coming out as, um, anything, whatever, fill in the blank. So it's that process of releasing our truths in all facets, right? Do you find that when somebody releases one, that it's almost like a snowball effect, they release more of their truths. They feel more fierce. Yeah. Yeah. If you feel stuck in many areas of your life, it's like, just start facing into the truth that you're ignoring in this one area and it'll start to open up all the other ones too. And movement will happen and it's scary and there's you know that like tumultuous time where you're like I don't know what the new normal is going to be but it's it's really the only way to keep going like because as you said like we get things built up in our bodies and Mm -hmm. in our emotions and things if we just keep bottling it and don't look at what's there yeah and do you recommend in your coaching people start with one of the easier ones like or just go for the the big one and and let it uh let the dam open i guess well i mostly am helping people listen to themselves and so we each know like we each have that wisdom within us of where we should start and what we're being invited to right now and Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know like as we've done so such a good job in our society of like disassociating ourselves from ourselves and like cutting parts of us off and so the more that we can help listen to all of us the more we have that wisdom at our fingertips to know which way to go i've always wondered about you how you stay so stinking calm and grounded and and like you're I feel spastic sometimes like when i get excited i talk really fast and i can't catch up with my thoughts of my listeners know this well um but you're so relaxing <laughs> like how do you get to that place i don't know i like 
I, I try and be very mindful and do practices to help me do that. But I think also just naturally who I am, it's, I have a very grounded essence to me. And mm. um, I don't know if we've ever talked about human design. Are you, familiar Not, you and I haven't specifically talked about it, but I'm familiar with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've been really loving that lately of looking at people's charts and noticing like, okay, like your chakra or your, uh, your root chakra or your sacral chakra is lit up. Like no wonder that deep presencing is there and um, just gives that awareness of what parts of us are constant and which parts are at the effect of the people that were around and yeah influence a lot i i work a lot with the chakras and i actually went to a pelvic floor physical therapist the other day who said something so interesting to me because i said i speak my mind all the time and i talk about pleasure and sex and sexuality so why like from here to here is it so cut off and she started talking about my birth my birth story and then my children's birth stories, how I birth and um, C-sections and whatnot. And she was saying there could be a like physical and an energetic blockage that cuts me off in the, in the solar plexus so that I don't access the sacral chakra um, pleasures easily, even though I talk about it. And so, so yeah, it was fascinating. So she just said, massage my scar, which of course, now that I say it, I realize I forgot that I should. <laughs> I haven't done that. I just oh, put a timer like, on your phone, put an alarm on, then you'll massage your scar. Oh, I forgot. Oh, uh, yes, out of sight, out of mind. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it'd be interesting to look at your chart too, then and see like what connections are there and what what the pathways are. Yeah, I, I don't remember what they said. I somebody had read it maybe a year ago, did a human design. Um, I think at the time, for whatever reason, it didn't resonate with me. And I, I find that so fascinating that we, you know, whether it's a book or a movie or a podcast or a program that um, if we're not ready for it or open to it, it, mm-hmm. it just won't it's happen. Cool. And so yeah. that like a year later, you'd be like, I got this book a year ago, but I never opened it. And now it's life-changing. It's my favorite book. Um, yeah. So it just being patient with ourselves to move at our own pace. And like you said, listen to our inner knowing. And um, maybe there was a part of me that just wasn't ready to hear it. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. And so tell me about this beautiful collective space that you're creating. Yeah, it actually integrates human design into it too. Good. Um, And then the gene keys which is another personality profile that's kind of a derivative from human design. Um, So I, if I continue on that progression of my vocational coming out story, like I, I got married, had babies. We were both pregnant at the same time. So we took a whole year of maternity leave together, which was amazing. And then when I came back from there, I like went full on into coming out coaching because I recognize like 80% of my clients at that time were queer. So why don't I really like zoom into that niche and support those people? And, and it's been amazing. It's been an amazing journey of doing the Camille Chronicles podcast and supporting people doing retreats. And the interesting thing I've found is as I've been working with people, they recognize like, oh, I was closeted for so long. I was keeping myself small. And then when I've like spoken my truth now and come out, there's so much more of me that I want to share with the world and like, just like entering it in a bigger way and more I want to give. And um, 
And so I've, I've kind of made a subtle shift lately from being a coming out coach to being a coming in coach mm. and recognizing that in some ways coming out coaching denotes that there's a problem and like you need help because you're coming out and that's different than other people. And, you know, I like I just a subtle oh. shift from that yeah. to coming in mm. and like coming into ourselves. And we all, you're right. We all need that support mm-hmm. of coming into who we are, connecting in with ourselves. And so some of those clients that have come out and I've journeyed with them, they've been like, this work doesn't fit anymore that I'm doing. And so I I did a six week course over the summer called work that fits. And we discovered like, what, what is the work that is more fitting to you and use a bunch of different personality tests and profiles and um, exercises that help them get clear on that. And then now they're like, you know, creating their own enterprises and offerings in the world. And it's just so cool to see them light up. Mm. And then around a similar time, I I feel like I got this divine download to create this collective. And Mm. like, I, I could not have dreamed this up if I tried. So it truly feels like something not of me, but Mm. just that I'm this vessel to bring it into the world at this time. It was called the flame tree collective. And I'm bringing together 12 people over six months and we're going to get really clear on like, what is your superpowers? What is unique about you? What do you have to offer in the world? And and how can you offer that in an expansive way, in a way that creates good for all and isn't depleting for you? Yes. And I'm going to use the human design and the gene keys to fill the flight of 12 spots. And so if you look on human design, there's, it's, it's a derivative from the gene keys or from um, the I Ching in China. And there's six different lines of decimal points. So on your human design chart, you can go and look at your Mars symbol and there'll be, it'll be like 26.2 or all the way up to six. It's like one of those six decimal points. And each of them is a different archetype. Mm. And so I'm looking particularly at the vocation sphere. Like what is your work in the world and which of these six archetypes are you? Mm. And the best way to describe it is like, imagine if we're all going to create a movie together. We need the, the point ones who are the script writers. And the point twos market the movie and the point threes are the producers. And they, that's my, my point. So as I've gotten more clear on my purpose, it's like, okay, my purpose is to bring together the script writers and the marketers and like all the people to talk to each other. And then it goes all the way up to the point sixes that are the philanthropists and they get to like turn the head of the whole group to say like, this is the way we could have the biggest impact in the world. Nice. And so there's 12 seats on this flight. Like if you look at the website, it's got actual 12, a, a flight plan or a floor plan of the seat of the plane. And so it's been really fun, like just so playful to, to fill it in that way and just be yeah. like, okay, there's only two people that can come of this style. Wow. And as everyone starts to learn this aspect of themselves more, they're going to live into it more in their own life, in their own businesses. 
but then have this like playground to play with that energy and, and see this like stacked team come together yes. and be like, we can create something amazing in the world. Yes. And as we're meeting with each other every other week over six months, we're going to create this amazing community mm-hmm. and we're going to be able to like notice all of these skills within each other and the through lines of yes, there's something that we're all passionate about. And so one of the things that we're going to do together is create a nonprofit or a business or something in the world that does good for all. Yeah. It sounds like a beautiful collaboration and I love programs that end in a culminating event. I know my, my does as well with the comedy performance, but it's like to have something um, tangible to look forward to. And then something tangible you're putting out into the universe in collaboration is going to be so empowering Um, because not everybody wants to, write a book or do a podcast or do a Ted talk. Um, and I think it's beautiful that you're uh, opening up to all the archetypes and, and many people are, I think sometimes I, I think being visible is being loud in my activism, but I'm starting to learn that sometimes the, the quiet activism and the more grounding and introverted activism is equally as powerful. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I think it's beautiful that you're bringing all of those people together and um do you have like what is it fluid like in the human design um like people can change and evolve to a different design or is it like set no it's set really it's it's like your life's work okay so many of us don't know right we don't know what it is and so it's like yeah i'll try this throw the spaghetti at the wall try this and throw that spaghetti at the wall but it's like amazing to get this chart that can say like this is the thing. And you can lean into this more. My neurodiverse mind is like, but I want to try all the things. That's what keeps me engaged. And like, if somebody said, turns out you're a banker, I'd be like, no, 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 no. Take it back. Take it back. Take it back. I wouldn't wouldn't want it. Mm -hmm. Um, I get that. Cause I, I like variety too. And it it won't be so specific of that, but it'll be like this quality this essence is who you are it's what you've always brought and I do a superpowers discovery session with people and they come and and when they see that written down and they're like oh yeah I've known that about myself but I just it was in the background of my mind but now seeing it on paper it's like okay I'm gonna do this way more intentionally and then life just takes off with all these good things and not only seeing it in paper, but having a group um, program where the group is reflecting their gifts and reminding them of their radiance and their superpowers yeah. um, because we forget and, yeah. you know, our imposter syndrome takes over and all the limiting beliefs take over. And so having a group to um, come back to will be really important. Well, that sounds yeah. exciting. And, and is it, I always think it's good to be a little bit scared, like out of our comfort zone a bit to keep us, um, you know, lit up. So is this scary at all? This new adventure? Oh, totally. It's like pushed so many buttons within me to even get it going. Like I sat on it for a few months because I was like, oh, this is too much. This is too scary. It's too big. It's too who big. am I to do this? And then it was like, who am I to charge money for it? Mm. Because like, I should just be giving it as a gift to the world. But it's like, no, like, I'm going to be offering a service and enriching so many people's lives. And it's okay to also ask for money for that. And 
Yeah. And, yeah. and even though you're being, being philanthropic and um, helping another community at the end, in order for you to be philanthropic and help another community, you, you have to charge to create that space and those resources. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So yeah, that's exciting. Yeah. It's really giving me life. And like the people that I've been chatting with that yeah. are coming into it are just incredible Good. and like world changers that yeah. Maybe didn't realize they were world world changers, but now coming together with this intention, it's it's gonna mm. be powerful. And it's gonna be a you know a a shift in the leadership paradigm that we're all used to because mostly we're just used to having like one person at the top that we right. listen to and obey and learn from. And it's like, no, actually this is gonna be a circle and we're all gonna bring our wisdom and we're all gonna be leading in different ways and yeah. deferring to each other. So uh, yeah, it's gonna be really powerful. And I assume it's virtual. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think there's the misperception uh, from people who haven't experienced group coaching or circling up since COVID. I, I'm still amazed at the end of every group coaching session that I do that the, the, the sisterhood is real. The sacred space is still created. The connection is there. I wish it were actually a circle. I wish we were actually in person, but, um, but it's still possible if people are willing to be vulnerable and share their truth and, and like mm-hmm. lean into the intimacy of, of a small group and 12, 12 people is small. It's good. Yeah. Yeah. It is. It amazes me too. Every time mm-hmm. how yeah. deep we can go. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And so how could people sign up for this spectacular program or talk to you as a coming out coach? My website is centered.ca. Okay. And then on there, they can find sessions with me or the collective. Okay. Beautiful. Nice. And are you on social media? (laughs) Yeah, I'm Nancy Shadlock and everywhere. So Come on, I'm everywhere. I'm Nancy Shadlock and I'm everywhere. I'm everywhere. <laughs> I'm every woman. <laughs> it's all in me. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Well, I'm glad you're doing the the scary thing. I I think um I know for myself in these times where I don't see people as much as I like or travel nearly as much as I would want. Um, and I feel you know, more in the closet and in some ways than I ever have been, even though Mm -hmm. I'm out, I'm not out publicly and three-dimensionally with people yet. And so, um, I, I, I miss the circling up and I think anytime you can get a bunch of people together online who are, uh, uh, you know, similar, uh, mind and heart who are willing to like, not just think new creative thoughts and shift paradigms, but like be wholehearted in it and then be willing to put their feet on the ground and take the action and do the work and be philanthropic. That's going to be spectacular. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yay. Thank, thank you. you. Yeah. Thank you, Nancy. Always a pleasure talking to you. I, mm-hmm. I might have calmed down a little bit in the course of this. <laughs> and I'm like singing. So, you know, we, we traded spots. I've had some people say that they play my podcast at like the lower speed, <laughs> like half speed, because I talk fast. So sorry, everybody. That's just me. Um, I'm I'm just I get excited, and then when I get lit up, I talk fast because I'm my thoughts are coming out so quickly. Um, I would be 
super excited to talk to any of you listeners out there. I always wonder who's out there listening and what are you taking from these conversations and what is it, uh, you know, inspiring in you? Um, and yeah, questions, feedback, all of it. I'm, I'm open to it. So a couple options. One is to reach out to me via email, Pasha at PashaMarlo.com, or I offer a free coaching call uh, through the Calendly link that's in the show notes. So happy to um, talk to you all and meet you all. And then of course, reach out to Nancy for coming out coaching, coming out of always and her new collective. So yes. And of course, if you like this podcast, rate it, review it, subscribe to it, share it. I think that's like too much. Like I can't take it all. So like, just pick one, pick your favorite one of those. Do something. Do something. There you go. Just do something. All right. Thank you all for listening. And thank you, Nancy, for being here. Thank you for having me. It was really fun to be with you. (laughs) Thanks, Nancy. We'll talk soon. Bye.